Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this morning. Gospel reading from John 15 and 16. Jesus says, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And then a little bit later in our text, Jesus says, I have said all these things to keep you from falling away. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, 75 days, 75 days, oh, depending on what part of the country you live in, maybe it's a few days more or a few days less, but basically, 75 days, two and a half months. Want you to try, if you can, want you to try to think back 75 days ago. What were you thinking about? What was on your mind 75 days ago? Talking roughly the first week in March. State basketball, March Madness. I had already gotten my, my first bracket to fill out in the mail. NBA playoffs, National Hockey League playoffs, no. Did your ticket come in the mail for the spring game? 75 days ago, what were you thinking about? Maybe, maybe you were sitting back and watching the stock market and your retirement funds and your mutual funds going up and up and up to infinity and beyond. 75 days ago, maybe you were thinking about confirmation, high school or college graduation, spring break, summer vacation, vacation Bible school. 75 days ago, maybe you were putting together your mock draft for the NFL. 75 days ago, if someone would have come up to you and said, the whole world, the whole economy is going to be shaken to its knees, get ready and get prepared. What would you have said? You'd have laughed. You'd have joked. 75 days ago, if somebody would have come up to you and said, you better get a haircut, it's going to be a long time or stock up on toilet paper, just trust me. People would have checked your temperature. 
and it wouldn't have had anything to do with COVID-19. How quickly things have changed in our world in just 75 days. My friends, we have choices to make every day. Every day we have the choice to get out of bed or not get out of bed. You may think, well, the safest thing I can do is just stay in bed. Trust me, I've been a pastor for a long time. People die in bed. There is nothing that is 100% safe. There are risks involved in everything. God's word for today, Jesus speaking in the upper room discourse. Jesus is telling the disciples to get ready, to be prepared. In fact, for three years, he's been telling them to get ready, to be prepared. And you know what? They heard his words, but it just didn't click. It just didn't register. Now, now the end is very near. It's Monday, Thursday evening. Jesus is about to go to the Garden of Gethsemane to be betrayed, arrested, handed to the chief priests and the leaders of the law, condemned in a mock kangaroo court. Beaten, ridiculed, crucified, dead, buried. Jesus is trying to prepare the disciples. He wants them to be ready. Why? So they don't fall from faith. So they don't fall from faith. There are people in this world that laugh at the notion of a God or a particular God or a God who knows you or a God who loves you or a God who would send his son to bleed and die and take away your sins. The world does not know the Father so it cannot know the Son. Remember this, friends, because the world is not your friend. It can't be. It has a different God. So, Jesus is preparing the disciples so they don't fall from faith. There are some very, very, very sincere Christians who would teach that you can't fall from faith. Once baptized, always saved. Once saved, always saved. My friends, this is a lie of Satan. It is not in the Bible. Why would God continually give us His Word, His Word of warning? Warning to persevere, lest you fall. 
God is not trying to scare us into the faith. He wants to prepare us so that we are ready. We are ready for whatever our enemies throw at us. That's right. We have enemies. No, I'm not talking about, about your neighbor who mows too far over on the property line. No. We have real enemies. The unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and our flesh. And whenever we forget it, whenever we let our guard down, we open ourselves up for attack. And God, through His Word, drives us to our knees. He wants us to be ready. He wants us to be prepared. So we don't fall from faith. My friends, Jesus told the disciples to get ready. And they didn't. When push came to shove, they skedaddled. They abandoned Jesus. They self-isolated in fear behind locked doors. What were they afraid of? They were afraid of dying. That's right. Jesus was dead. And they were afraid the same thing was going to happen to them. So they hid. Now, I don't know if they wore masks or not. But they hid behind closed doors. Now maybe Thomas, maybe Thomas was bold. He was the one elected to go to the grocery store to brave the elements. Who knows? My friends, the similarities are much closer than we realize. Jesus comes and stands in the midst of them. Easter night. He who was dead is now alive, never to die again. Jesus comes and stands in the midst of them. He shows them his hands and his side. And he says, peace. Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Shalom. Peace of heart, peace of mind. Fear is gone. Peace has conquered. Peace has won. Thomas missed out. So Jesus comes back a week later. What's the message? The exact same message. Peace. Peace I bring to you. Peace I leave with you. Jesus is preparing the disciples because Jesus is going away. He's going to the cross. He's going to the tomb. But he also knows that 40 days after his resurrection, what well, we celebrated this last Wednesday night, Jesus bodily, physically ascends into heaven. If I don't leave you, I can't send my helper. I can't send the spirit, the paraclete, the comforter. Jesus does not abandon us as he ascends into heaven. 
He sends us the Holy Spirit who fills all things, who continually points us to the peace that Jesus has won for us. My friends, the world cannot give you this peace. Only Christ can give you this peace. I suppose the question before us What are you afraid of? Maybe a better question is What's your God or who is your God? You shall have no other gods before me, says the Lord. Literal, literal translation, you shall have no other gods in my face. I don't like it when somebody gets in my face. I'm sure you don't like it when somebody gets in your face. God says, don't be putting those false gods in my face. What is a false god? I'm not talking here about getting some, some uh, gold or silver or stone or ceramic and making a statue. And, no. Anything that you fear, love, and trust in is your god. Luther teaches us that we should fear, love, and trust in Him, the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, above all things. I teach the catechumens above all nouns. What's a noun? A person, a place, a thing, an idea. These all have the potential for being false gods. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. What do you fear, love, and trust in more than anything else? My friends, if you fear, love, and trust in Donald Trump more than the one true God, repent. If you fear, love, and trust in a hatred of Donald Trump, orange man bad, repent. I have never seen such foolish, nonsensical political divisions in this world in my lifetime. Repent. God gives authorities to take care of us, to help and shape our world. They're not God. There's only one God. Do you trust that God will take care of you? Or is science your God? Is your mask your God? Is your hand sanitizer your God? Feel better now? My friends, God has given us a brain. He has given us the gifts of science. He wants us to use these gifts 
so that we can have life and life to the full. But these things are not God. There is only one God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father who creates everything. Who sends His Son to bleed and die and redeem our sin-sick world. The Father and the Son together send the Holy Spirit to point us to the completed work of Jesus. To call us to faith in the waters of holy baptism. To keep us strong in the faith. To feed us and nourish us with the very body and blood of Christ. Why? So we don't fall from faith. God is continually encouraging us and teaching us and when we stray, chastising us and bringing us back to the fold. My friends, God's love for you in Jesus Christ is never ending. 75 days ago, in these Last 75 days, in the next 75 days, weeks, years, it will never run out. God's word for us today is to warn us, to encourage us, but most of all, to prepare us. 75 days ago, we had no clue what was about to happen. None of us did. So here we are. Let's be honest. Do you know what the next 75 days hold? Well, if you get on Facebook and Twitter, there are thousands and thousands of people who know exactly what's going to happen in the next 75 days. You see how foolish we've become? My friends, I don't know what's going to happen in the next 75 seconds or 75 minutes or 75 days, or 75 weeks, or 75 years, or 75 decades. But there is one who knows, the author and creator of all life, the one who created this entire universe by the power of his word, the one who holds all things together by the power of his word. The one who sent his word into the flesh, Jesus Christ, to live and die and rise for you and for me and for the life of the world. The one who overcame enemies, your enemies and mine, sin, death, and the grave. The devil, the world, and our flesh. Jesus who overcomes for you. My friends, this is God's gift for you. God wants you to be prepared. The world isn't our friend. There will be times when we will be attacked simply for wanting to go to church. Don't be surprised when that happens. Be prepared. Be ready. Don't fall for the lies of this world. 
Don't think that your God is in the victor of the next election. Trust that God will care for you as we live in this land that has so many blessings and so many freedoms. Every day we have choices. You can choose to live in fear. You can choose to think that you can control air particles and diseases and viruses that you're never going to get struck by lightning or have a car accident or get hardening of the arteries or a stress fracture in your foot. But you know what? The God who knows all things knows your needs cares and provides for them. He does not want us to get too attached to anything in this world. He gives us gifts. He wants us to use these gifts. He wants to enjoy, us to enjoy these gifts. He wants us to use our brains. He wants us to work and earn and live and love and dance and fish and enjoy life. Because it is pure gift. In Jesus Christ, as you live your life, you have peace. The same peace that Jesus brought to the disciples on that Easter Sunday night. The same peace that He brought to Thomas one week later. This peace is yours. It is guaranteed in Jesus Christ. How can you be sure? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen.